0: Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for tuning in to The Coffee Boogie. Uh, I've got another great episode for you Uh, today. An interview with Joeva of Coca Pelle's Coffee here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I just really enjoy all the unique stories. Um, Every single coffee shop, every single uh, coffee venture, every single barista they all have different stories and that's what makes it so exciting for me to just uh, take a little time and get to know these people I hope you're enjoying uh, getting to know them as well hopefully you know gleaning some tips some tricks some ideas um, connecting with them as well making new friends that's what this podcast is all about so uh, appreciate you guys tuning in I hope you enjoy the show today Hello. Good morning. This is Chad. Hi, Chad. How you doing? Is is Jo-Ava, Joeva? Joeva? Joeva, correct. Yeah, good morning. Well, um, I guess afternoon. How you doing?
1: Right, <laughs> I'm good.
0: <laughs> the day's moving quick.
1: It always moves quick for baristas, it seems like, because we start so early.
0: Yeah, definitely. In fact, I feel like this whole week has gone pretty fast, considering all the chaos
1: right it really has i can't believe it's friday already
0: yeah and i i mean it's been about a week since really the shit hit the fan in, <laughs> in salt lake
1: right yeah so. it's been a crazy week and and we've we've remained open i know that a few of the people that you've interviewed have have closed
0: right do you have uh, a drive through or how
1: we do not have a drive through Okay, and it's a zoning issue. There's an adjoining um, property owner that mm-hmm. owns the easement next to our building, so we've never been able to allow drive-up service, mm-hmm. which was originally in the plan when my mom bought the building. But we haven't. We can't allow it. He freaks out. So mm-hmm. even in this, you know, you'd think that like business owners would want to help other business owners, but it's just not a deal that we can make work
0: yeah uh, well crazy man um we are recording right now so i would just want to welcome you to the podcast cool um and i want to thank you for your for your time today first of all
1: absolutely we um, have plenty of it on our hands these days
0: <laughs> right off why don't you kick it off by just introducing yourself and tell us what your business is
1: okay so my name is Joey... And I run Cocopelli's Coffee, which my mom actually owns that and an adjacent um, business next door, a spa. And she originally bought it and opened it because it was like right next to her property. And she was just kind of trying to acquire the, the property itself. And it had been a little like yarn store or something before. But she just loved the little, it's in an old house. It's in a hundred year old house. And she was like, I don't want it to just sit there, but I don't want to tear it down. And so she and my brother actually opened Coca um about 10 years ago, almost exactly now. And um, like I said, originally they had planned on doing a drive through and she owned most of the property, but The easement didn't belong to her, which is the driveway right to the south of our building. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it's always been about having like a cool, kitschy, comfortable space for people to be able to enjoy. So this has really hit a place like ours hard. That's Mm -hmm. what people love about it is that they can come in and enjoy the space of this cool hundred-year-old house that we've converted the attic into like seating space. And people can enjoy that now. So now, it I guess it really allows our coffee to shine, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all about putting out a quality product. Not that that hasn't mattered before. I think that that's what's kept us being able to keep our doors open for people. Is the fact that we do put out good quality. Mm-hmm. But um, it's definitely been challenging. Because people want to stay and hang out. And I've had people call and they're mad. Yeah. They're they're mad at us. Yeah. They don't get it. (laughs) Like is I had one guy. Is there is there any place I can go and just sit and like hang out? I'm like, no, do you not get it? Like this doesn't have anything (laughs) to do with us. Like we we don't have the choice like I would gladly let you come in and sit and hang out if it were up to me. Other than I don't want people in my space.
0: Yeah, the more this goes on, the more nervous I get around people. I just got back from the grocery store.
1: It's weird, right?
0: It's so weird.
1: Like people literally are like, they move away from you when you go to reach for something or like you like, I'm like, dude, I showered today. Like, I swear, but I know that that's not what it's about. It's just a whole different experience right now out there in the world.
0: Because you can't see it.
1: It's right.
0: It's it's this uh, enemy that we can't see. It's scary. Right.
1: It is scary. It's very scary. And, you know, people are are freaked out. But I think as we come now, you know, 10 days into it, I think they're also stir crazy. Yeah. Like I was fairly busy this morning and it, it really hasn't been super busy this week. It's been extremely slow. Which, on the one hand, I'm kind of grateful for, because I don't want that interaction, you know. But on the other hand, I'm like, man, I think people are just starting to lose their minds just sitting at home. And, and so, like, I had big orders with one person coming in to get them.
0: Uh, scooping them up for everyone? Yep,
1: Like, everybody that's still working. Like, we're right across the street from El Chihuahua and they sent somebody in for everybody's coffees so it's more like big orders that people are picking up rather than like one or two people getting themselves a drink
0: yeah crazy um let's go back a little bit and talk about uh your story um and and talk about coca pellis and where that name came from because I don't know if everyone knows what a Kokopelli is unless you're from this area.
1: Right. So Kokopelli is the god of fertility and abundance. And my mom, like I said, she owns it and opened it with my brother originally. And she has always kind of been into like Southwestern metal art. And she kind of collects little Kokopelli figurines. And so it's Kokopelli's coffee, both with a K. And it was just kind oh. of catchy. And she like had a lot of decor that she thought she could throw in the building. And it kind of was cool with the old house. And so I I thought it was pretty cool because it's about abundance. You know, she wanted this little house to just be a thriving business. And all she knew about coffee was that she loved it. That's wow. it. She didn't know anything, but my brother knew some. And we, we use Rumini, you know, we use a local roaster. And I don't know that it was so much about um, quality of product at the point that they opened. They were kind of newer then, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They weren't one of the bigger roasters here at the time. But my brother knew Miguel. And so they started with them and we've just always stuck with them. And, you know, if we needed to make changes, they worked with us as far as like our customers maybe wanted something a little bolder or a little something different and those guys are great to work with us in making changes to different beans that we use and stuff but I um I actually worked at the spa next door and had worked for in the beauty industry for 24 years so I I didn't know anything about coffee other than I literally carried a mason jar around with coffee in it all the time my kids were always teasing me because I carry coffee around with me and I had retired to watch my granddaughter and I do some vintage restoration. So I was doing vintage markets and my mom came to me and said, my, my brother had gotten married, he had left the business mm-hmm. and she kind of just had bodies there. Which I'm sure at some points in your career you've experienced where they're <laughs> yeah. just like, they're not really baristas, they're just bodies. Yeah. Um, and she, she called me and and kind of proposed, I, I need to turn Coca cocappellas around or I'm going to need to close. It was kind of like a turning point. And um, I said, Mom, literally, I don't know anything about coffee. <laughs> like, I know I love it. I know what I like to drink. Like, start early in the morning, drink it as like a, a like, comforting thing at night. Go right to sleep. Sleep like a baby. But that's all I knew. And she kind of propositioned me, this is what I have to offer. You're the only person I think that can turn that business around. And so I talked to my husband and we kind of batted it around. And like I said, I wasn't really working. I was watching my granddaughter and it kind of gave me the opportunity that she could be there if she needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, she was about four when I started there. And she's pretty, she's an only child, so she's pretty independent. She'll just, like, sit and read or draw or whatever. And so I talked to my husband, and I told my mom, I said, I will give it six months. And if in six months it, it hasn't turned around to the point where it's at least self-sufficient, which it wasn't, um, then we'll reevaluate at that point. Yeah. And, yeah, and I called Miguel. And I said, look, dude, I, I know, you know, I don't know anything about coffee and I need help. Like I need to either be good at it or not do it. And they helped me learn how to make coffee, learn how to be a barista. And the nice thing about it for me personally is it's chemistry. And so I'm real, like, if you can show me what it does chemically, then I can, I can do it. Mm hmm. And so when I realized that it was like a science, it came to me very easily, which I'm super grateful for because I really wanted to put out a good quality product. We had poor Coke Pellies had more bad reviews than good when I started. (laughs) Yeah. And nobody had ever like taken ownership of our Google page. We didn't have any social media whatsoever. Um, and so I started like an Instagram and a Facebook page, which I am the least technically savvy person I know. So that was a challenge in of itself. And I answered every bad review that was on Google, <laughs> which was would have almost brought anybody to tears. I mean, the, the reviews were awful because, like I said, she had bodies. Yeah. And I just said, we're under new management. Please just give us a try. We've made a lot of really great changes. Come in and check us out. And I swear I cleaned for a full month. (laughs) Like the first month I was there, I felt like, I I felt like, how does espresso get in every corner of this building? (laughs) I don't, you know what I mean? Like it gets in the air. Yeah. And so I just felt like all I did was like cleaned and kind of like cleaned up messes on the internet, you know, for the first like month straight and when i say it was not thriving it was not covering payroll for those bodies yeah and within 30 days we started covering payroll within 60 we were covering the building payment and within 90 it was it was cracking the nut that's awesome and so it was a big dramatic change um you know the biggest complaints were that the service was slow and that they were out of stuff and then, you know, somebody would come in and order a cappuccino and they'd get no foam in their cup. Like mm-hmm. the people that were there just didn't know what they were doing. And I got super lucky. I posted on Facebook and said, if anybody knows anyone who is a barista, I need to hire. And, and I had promised my mom we would be open during business hours, six to six on the weekdays and eight to five on the weekends. And if it meant me being there by myself, then I was willing. And I did that for a couple of weeks, which was hard, long, hard hours. And we were so slow. I swear that makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> being slow. Yeah. And um, I was able to hire somebody who had about five years experience. And really, she really cared about coffee. And she didn't stay with me for a super long time she was only there for about six months but it gave me the opportunity to take what I could from her and learn a lot of stuff that I didn't you know just know and I was able to hire some really good experienced baristas while she was there which was great um and it just seemed to turn things around and honestly we've just been kind of on the uphill swing of that ever since and then this hit like we, we are a small place that doesn't have a drive through. So very, very often it's just one of us working. Yeah. yeah. And we, we had reached the point where we were considering having, you know, two people at certain times. The only time we really would have two people work would be like Saturdays, you know, we'd have two, but we, we were really getting to the point where like it was, it was a serious consideration. We needed more bodies to work together. And then all this hit, and I'll tell you what, it has, it's a nightmare. And it's scary because you don't want, you don't want to let people go. You don't want to lose a good crew. But you can't put them in harm's way. And, you know, at first it was like, well, what do you want to do? You know, we kind of talked about it, the baristas and I, and I, I live really close, so I can be there whenever like in a pinch, I can be there. If they get in trouble, I, I run down, but so I've been pretty much working just because we haven't wanted to have anybody in harm's way. So, and I don't, I don't go anywhere. I'm a homebody anyway. So this hasn't been super weird for me personally, but you can tell that people are feeling crazy.
0: Yeah, getting stir crazy.
1: Yeah, (laughs) like I I truly think that's what it is. And, you know, sadly, it doesn't just help to just like take your kids separately to the park. Like if there's kids at the park, they're going to play. And so people can't take they can't take their kids and go out and just not have contact with other people. Because everybody, it seems like everybody's doing it. It's really crazy to me. Like, they're not scared. No, they're not scared
0: yet. Little by little, it's getting a little bit more. But... um, I
1: I mean, we're right on Highland Drive. And through the week, we generally see a backing up of cars clear past our building, which we're like, oh, four businesses to the south of the light at 39th and Highland. Mm. And... it's like a Sunday out on Highland every day this last week. Crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: well, so at this point, um, what are you serving? Are you just doing hot drinks? Or are you trying to sell any types of food or promote coffee beans?
1: We do have food and we don't we don't retail a lot of beans, but we do sell them we just don't tend to sell a lot of them mm-hmm. um but we we have been serving food um or we've been able to serve food I should say but it's really just been drinks i've noticed like people are just really trying to get like their dose of good coffee and get out <laughs> you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think because we don't have and we've had a few people call and we'll run it out and do curbside and we can run cards over the phone or, um, whatever. But I've noticed that our customer base just in general, they just come in and we've just really been practicing good sanitation procedures, you know, Lysoling everything. And when there's like a person that comes in and out, we wipe the doors down and, and do all of that. And just really practicing all those procedures, which, also slows everything down a little bit <laughs> as far as delivery of what they order, but it really is just all about, you know, we have decided to remain open, and so we're just going to keep following those sanitation procedures until until something changes. I guess I've kind of been in communication with our health department, um, who does the lady that does our inspections, mm-hmm. Karen and she said just she's told me before though you guys it's places like you guys that make my job easy which i'm i'm super grateful for yeah and so she's like as long as you do what you guys do and you follow these procedures i you can remain open and if something changes i'll let you know she said we've just been putting out fires like she said, we had businesses that were like sneaking people in and letting them like sit in yeah. their business. And I yeah. was like, oh my God, seriously? Like yeah, that's scary uh, to me.
0: I work at the E-Bar at Fashion Place, the Nordstrom E-Bar. Okay. You know, we had to pull all the chairs out of the main corridor just because people just want to sit down. We're like,
1: nope. Yeah, we have a patio <laughs> and we we would tell people like, you can't stay on the property. Like that's, that's what Corinne had actually pointed out. She was like, you, you just got to be sure that they're not like staying out on the patio. Like basically that's your property too. Yeah. And so they can't just stay and hang out. And we posted little signs that say, we appreciate your business. However, you can enjoy our space at this time. That includes the patio. And we haven't had a problem since we did that. But people, like I said, people were like mad. Like it was our fault that they couldn't stay.
0: Crazy. Yeah, it really is. Well, we're going to get through it,
1: you know. I I believe that. And like I said, if we end up ultimately having to close, we were just in a position where honestly, my mom had, I mean, I've been there for almost four years now. It's a different animal. Um, but she spent like three years just feeding that business money. Yeah. Just beca- like for the love of the, the place, I think. And we've taken advantage of this time where I've been painting, doing some painting inside that we've been wanting to do for a long time because we're open seven days a week. And so unless I want to spend my, all my days that I work and then my nights too, mm-hmm. it it's hard to get to those things. So because people are in and out of there, like we've been doing some of those things that kind of got put by the wayside. We, you know, took, we have local artists work up in there. So we've taken all that down and started painting our dining room and just kind of moving through the building just to get some of those things done. And I'm just like, well, maybe this was what it was for, you know, for us maybe it was just about being able to give Coco's a little bit of a facelift and make these changes that we needed to make. Use I don't know time wisely, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I got a couple of ideas that are popping in my head. Okay. Uh, for, I'm way you know, open. We, yeah. When we, when you reopen, um, because you own that business and the, in the one next to it, it sounds like, have you right. ever done any like little pop-up, farmer's market or flea markets
1: we've done like art shows and we kind of have my my plan is to kind of do like a grand reopening mm-hmm. with uh-huh. some, you know introducing some of the changes and i've kind of talked about doing like a vintage market because that's what i that's what i do on yeah. the side um it's just so it's like nobody knows like when anything's gonna change yeah and so i'm like it's not like you can set a date it's not like and people plan for those things like way ahead of the time and kind of like plan their their summer events or whatever yeah but i would be totally open to doing something like that yeah i can
0: see like i'm driving down highland and all of a sudden i see a bunch of booths and right i probably want to skirt over you know i'm talking like vintage maybe have some plants going on some fresh produce
1: and we have a huge parking lot that sits in between the two businesses yeah so I mean we've got plenty of space yeah uh
0: the other idea um I'm trying to help everyone focus a little more on selling retail coffee uh it's something that I've been good at right Uh, it adds a lot of money to your bottom line um what you have to do is figure out how to do it right but Remini has kick-ass coffee, but nobody knows where to get it.
1: Right? We get that so a lot, actually. Like, you hey, could be—do you, do you sell your beans? We're like, yeah.
0: yeah. You could be like a depot for their beans um, and get them to start advertising it too. Like, hey, this is the this is our retail outlet for our beans, um, and put up a really big display. Have you ever been to Coffee Garden on 9th?
1: I haven't, honestly. I feel like I'm cheating when I go other places. Is that terrible? Yeah, you. got to I know get I out should. There.
0: You got to get I, out there.
1: <laughs> I know I just don't.
0: Um, so they they sell, I think, uh, Ibis coffee, and they have a huge just wall of coffee beans. Um, cool. So it's like a main focus.
1: Their um, retail.
0: Yeah, and so like with that and a little bit of like salesmanship along with that also like i said get Remini to to kick to in announce that you're the place to get the beans you know i think right could, and
1: we're clear across the valley from them in particular
0: yeah like, nobody knows where their warehouse is
1: right which is super funny because it's like right off the freeway
0: so i think that's a couple thoughts we could talk more about it
1: yeah that'd be cool
0: um yeah i i've never actually i've I've tried to come to you. I don't remember what happened, whether it was one of your off hours or something, but I've never had a chance to actually stop in. So I'm looking forward to it once this uh, gets done with.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a cool little place. I mean, like we've got the original hardwood floors, which is another thing we're looking into having refinished while we're shut down or, you know, closed to the public anyway.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, like I said, we're just trying to kind of give give it a little bit of a facelift because it's not had, like, we painted the kitchen less than a year ago, and it was a project. It took us four nights because we did one wall at a time and just, like, moved the equipment out because coffee equipment's big and heavy and in the way and plumbed. People yeah. don't realize, you know, it's it's stuck where it is, kind of, so you can only move it so far without it being a big pain in the ass.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um. I, I am excited kind of to be able to do these things and take advantage of this time. Like, I feel like it's going to be like, Ooh, it's all fresh and it's still cool, but, uh-huh. and it's still kitschy, but it's like new.
0: I'm excited to see what happens, you know, for everybody, a lot, of, everyone's struggling right now. It's kind of like too. the playing field is being leveled right now is how I'm I, looking at it.
1: It's interesting because I, I listened to your podcast with um, oh, what is his name? Is it Ryan from Java Joe's? Yeah, and you know they're they're local, um, but they've they have really grown. They're kind of like the iconic small guy, yep. in the Salt Lake Valley, and I know they're closed, which I don't know. I feel like people who go to a certain coffee shop like when they're closed I don't I don't necessarily think that people look for another does that make sense
0: uh yeah I mean I I know what you're saying yeah
1: like I feel like if they love a certain place for a certain reason Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily go hunting for another like if it's not right there Mm -hmm. like I don't feel like the the places that have remained open I don't feel like they're getting like the overflow business necessarily no does that make sense I don't think people like they might go and be looking for a cup of coffee and I for instance I have a friend that works for the county and he stopped in today and his he you know has a partner that he drives around with and they came in looking like like they were super bummed out and I'm like what's up and he's all so Maverick has stopped selling coffee (laughs) Maverick huh?" and I was like okay and I'm like that's why you're here and he's all yeah they're gonna stop the 7-elevens and the Mavericks from selling because they're self-serve and so like I know the people that own the 7-eleven down the street from here so I took them some cards and some menus because they can't They can't sell coffee right now. And we're right around the corner. Now, maybe in that case, it's different because somebody that goes in looking for coffee really is probably going to want a cup of coffee, a hot cup of coffee. But somebody that goes to like one particular coffee house because they love their drip or they love their Americanos or whatever the case may be, I feel like they go there on a mission to get that drink. Yeah. And they don't necessarily look for another place to get that drink.
0: They're pretty loyal. Coffee drinkers are pretty loyal. We are.
1: We are, right? Like even when I go out of town like for like to camp or whatever, we we hit a couple of little they're literally shacks like in parking lots. Yeah. Like in southern Utah, my husband's from Escalante. And so like there's, you know, one little shack in like Richfield and we go there, and I swear to you, I almost feel guilt. Like, <laughs> I know I should be trying these, you know, the places here in the valley, Yeah. but I just don't look at it like there's not enough bodies for all of us to serve and thrive. I have never felt like that. There are millions of people here, and there's plenty of business to go around, and I think that you find your your niche, and that's what makes you thrive. Like uh-huh. Java Joe's, they, they found their niche. The drive through coffee that's good quality but fast, I think that's their niche. Ours has definitely been homemade soups, handmade sandwiches, and good quality coffee that you can sit down and enjoy our cool environment.
0: Uh-huh. It's a comfort space. Correct. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, we literally had people that they come in at, Six thirty 30 or seven in the morning and they sit there until three or four in the afternoon and they'll eat breakfast with us. They'll eat lunch with us. They'll drink coffee all day. You know, they're, they're patronizing us, but they also dig the space. And so I think that's, what's really hurt us in particular because we aren't a drive through. It isn't, yeah. you know, we're right down the street from cafe Espresso. We're like seven businesses away. And there's plenty of business to go around, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, I think you know it would benefit you to kind of see what other people are doing um, and taste some other coffees. I know you right. want to be loyal. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it's hard. Um,
0: I I'm always out there, uh, obviously, just because of what I do with the podcast, and um, I've been part of the Utah Coffee Collective, which is. Uh, just it's trying to bring all these small shops together. So I'm out there trying to support everybody it can be hard to drink that much coffee. Right. Well,
1: <laughs> I don't know, but
0: yeah, keep, keep thinking of ideas. I'd be happy to talk more with you about, uh, some, some focuses that might help. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, we'll get through it, man.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. You know, like I said, I didn't want to put any of my staff in harm's way. So I've been working pretty much straight through. Um, I had one of the little gals come in this afternoon and honestly, she, she just wanted to get out. She's like, I am crazy right now, but, and I just didn't want to put anybody in harm's way. Yeah. I know where I go. I know where I've been, which is no (laughs) place other than there, but you just, I think people don't, you, that's the problem. You don't know where people have been. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to uh, give you a shout out and tell people where you're located, if, if anyone's in Salt Lake, so they can come find you. Awesome. Um, and then let's connect again here in a, in a couple weeks. Perfect. All right, Jareva. Anything okay. else you want to add? Any like final thoughts?
1: I, I just think everybody stay safe. And... I think it was super smart. Like today, like I said, I experienced people. If you really feel like you need your coffee fix, find whatever's local to you and send one person. If like, it's for a family or a crew of people that are working, that's, that's who came in today was a a crew that they're still putting out takeout orders and they're still working across the street. They sent somebody in for a dozen drinks. So Mm -hmm. I think, if anything, that's the best way to go rather than having like single bodies going into places, you know, there, the I think the it's a whole crew coming along. Right. I think it's just best to send, send one person, find yeah. whoever's open and, you know, just try and do the right thing. Don't congregate. Don't go shopping if you really don't need to. You know, we're in a unique position where I don't really have to shop at this point. If I need to, I can draw from our business. It's not ideal, but I, I that's what I've been doing just because we've been not serving food, really. Yeah. And so to not waste and to not have to go out and be in contact with the public because we are still open. So awesome. just stay safe. Stay safe. Cool.
0: Joieva, thank you once again for taking a little time out today and uh, look forward to meeting you in person, okay? Thanks, Chad. Oh yeah, have a great day.
1: You too.
0: Thanks for tuning in today, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Joeva of Coca Pelle's Coffee House. These guys are based in Salt Lake City, Utah. If you have the opportunity to uh, check them out in person uh, when this storm blows over, that would be really awesome. You can also find her on Instagram. Um, at Coca Pelle's Coffee House, all one word. Guys, thanks again for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please share it. Please, please subscribe. Um, reach out to me with a direct message if you'd like to be on the show or know of anybody uh, that like would like to share their story. And hopefully soon, guys, uh, this will all blow over and we can go out in person once again and have some great interviews, some coffees together. Thanks again, guys.